Next up, a movie review show where Dim and Ree come straight at you with the hottest movie reviews and hot takes for the latest movies releasing. Come join us every time we see a movie live on Instagram.com slash GiftedDim63 for the latest movie reviews and updates. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite movie review show. Next up, I am one of your hosts, Dim. I'm Ray. And today we just got out of, well, this evening we just got out of the movie Motherless Brooklyn. Hit me with some facts. <gasps> so, this movie is rated R. It's a drama crime movie. It runs for two hours and 24 minutes. It ha- uh, was released on November 1st. It was directed by Edward Norton. And, uh, yeah. Screenplay was also written by Edward Norton. Yeah, there's also a bunch of executive producers and producers. This movie stars Edward Norton, Juju Mbatha-Roth, Bruce Willis, Leslie Mann, Willem Dafoe, Ethan Supel, and Alec Baldwin. A lot of faces you'll recognize. Yeah, so hit me with that synop! Lionel Esrog is a lonely private detective who doesn't let Tourette syndrome stand in the way of his job. Gifted with a few clues and an obsessive mind, Lionel sets out to solve the murder of Frank Minna, his mentor and only friend. Scouring the jazz clubs and, and slums of Brooklyn and Harlem, Esrog soon uncovers a web of secrets while contending with thugs, corruption, and the most dangerous man in the city. All right, cool. So that, I mean, that, that was a pretty good synopsis. I don't really think we have to go over too much more without doing any kind of spoilers and stuff. But, uh, so how did you feel? I left this movie and I liked it so much. It was, it was great. Um, I knew from the, when I saw this trailer that I wanted to watch it. You, when I first saw it, you had just come back from the bathroom, and I go, we're watching this movie, and you were like, what is it? And I was like, it's Edward Norton. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I missed the first time we saw the trailer. Yeah, but when you saw it, you said the same thing. You were like, we're going to go see that. Yeah, and I'm very fond of, of movies that are like this, and I wouldn't even call this a mafia movie like I originally mm-hmm. thought it was. Um, this is uh, akin to very old school uh detective movies but instead of putting a hard a hard-boiled detective which you do see in the beginning but they took they take the almost like the side character and make him the main character in this yeah um because edward norton's character isn't he's like if we were gonna make the movie about the guy who dies Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then he would be the side character like the the Watson to his Sherlock, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But instead, they, I think the story t- flips that and, and makes him the main character. And I think that that's what keeps it refreshing. Mm-hmm. What's that? Uh, what's that genre? Noir. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and this is part of the issues I have with this movie. Um, I, I don't feel like it... I feel like it has an identity problem. What do you mean? Uh, going into this movie, you obviously know that he has a quirk, Tourette syndrome, which he's going to consistently throughout the movie do these little quirky things and, and say things, spout things off, and like kind of do twitches and stuff. Um, so it gives it that comedic element, but 
I feel like it doesn't know if it wants to be committed to being a comedy or committed to being a drama or committed to be a crime movie because it jumps all over the place. Mm, interesting. Um, because, I mean, I'm coming from watching movies like Scarface and The Godfather and, and movies that are set in these, in these like, Same mobster wo- yeah. uh, genres or whatever. And, you know, they're, they're very clear on what they're trying to be. Like, The Godfather, there's not a lot of humor. Like, it's strictly, so, like, a drama. or and, and even the old, like, detective movies and stuff, if they're going to go straight for, like, a noir style, which it doesn't actually list in the yeah. description, uh, then it'll say, like, noir, and it's going to be, like, strictly dark shadows and, yeah, yeah. and smoke and stuff. And there is that, but they don't ever commit. They don't. They show it every so often, but they don't. It's not something that they follow through with the whole time. It's like first we're gonna be jumping into his comedic stuff with his quirk, and then we're gonna jump to oh now we're in the serious setting where you know the main detective dies, and then it's like now we're jumping back to being funny with the quirk, and then it's like a romantic drama, and then it's like crime mystery thriller, and it's like all right, let's like fucking zone in focus on it that's very interesting i i had a different experience completely like i think they like tourette's is a very bold move because absolutely is it it is like it is comedic and it is unfortunate that you know people like with tourette's like are laughed at because exactly so i but i didn't like yeah there were a couple times that i like laughed or giggled with the situation but i didn't take it as them trying to like have they're not making fun of him being. no no, no, i'm not having like i didn't take it as like comedic relief i didn't think they were trying to be a comedy with it i thought they were like i took like i was i felt like sad or or you know i felt for him i felt empathetic yeah i was very empathetic for his character and his Tourette's and all the situations he was in because he was trying to be like his mentor and that was really hard for him. And, and so I, that's very interesting that you. It's, I, and I see where you're coming from. Yeah. But at the same time, when he's, it's not every time he's doing these episodes. Mm-hmm. It's, there are certain moments where it's lighthearted. He's doing the episodes around people he knows and they're laughing at him or they're joking with him mm. to kind of keep his spirits up. And I think mm. that's taking away the, the mood from it being a drama or the mood the from crime, it being yeah. about a, a mystery crime uh, situation. Gotcha. And I think that I'm marking it down points for that. And I'm not saying that I dislike this movie. No, yeah. It's just, I think that that's the biggest issue, mm. especially at a runtime of what, two and a half hours. Yeah. Two hours and 20 minutes. They bounce between so many different themes in this movie that I just, it, it didn't, connect it all for me but i did ultimately like the result because this movie does a really good job at making you think that the situation is bigger than it is and Mm -hmm. it it kind of is but it's but it's 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 not like a huge reveal at the end yeah and it's not a bunch of people getting killed it's not a bunch of people like Mm -mm. going through like weird situations it's a very closed, like it's almost like a regular standard private eye case. Yeah, it's it's it, not a it's not like something super huge. He's not trying to take over the like multiple cities. It's not like it's very yeah. contained. Yeah, like the whole 
like if you look on this event on a very broad spectrum of these guys are evil these guys are good this is like the in-between like the bad guys aren't really that bad the good right. guys are you know they're pretty medio- medi- mediocre yeah and then like you're just kind of caught in the middle and like it's like very broad yep and that's that's another thing that i i think that i like about this movie mm. and that, that handles very well they're not painting this picture as if politicians are evil like yeah. it's everybody has a gray area and mm-hmm. there's a certain situation that involves a female character that is the whole meaning for this story mm-hmm. and it's like they 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 draw it out into this bigger thing but it ends up being a small situation yeah very realistic yeah i can I think, agree with that i think that that is a concern for you know i'd be curious because um at the end of this movie it said it's based on a book mm-hmm. and i don't know anything about the book i haven't heard anything about it and it's not called the same thing Mm-mm. um i don't remember what the book is but uh i'd be curious to see if it's a sim like as close to that story as the movie portrays it to be if the yeah. main characters tourette's comes out the way they flesh it out in the movie or if it's like something that they added in or hmm. uh i gotta okay i have a few things because i really i really enjoyed this movie sure so for uh well i'll start with this one because i lost the other one but <laughs> um the use so music in this movie was i i gotta say it, i feel like i always say it but it's it was phenomenal um there are points where so the music is very like that old jazz they kept that that very godfather-esque yeah and they're like for me i could hear like the piano or i could hear like certain things and you would watch like their fingers or their footsteps and and, like it would be going along with that Mm -hmm. like scene and it was just magical to me to see that happen and i was like wow i think um in reference to the music, I, 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 that's one of my favorite parts about this movie because it, it really embodies that detective crime thriller, mm-hmm. old school feeling. Mm-hmm. And they don't ever specifically say like what year this is. No, they yeah they do like little mentions of like the forties or something like that. Yeah, but, but when they never... when they mentioned the forties, it sounded like they meant earlier than nineteen hundred. We. Yeah. Because they're talking about this. If this was anything close to what I'm guessing would be the 20s or 30s, like mm. the only war could have been World War One. But if they're talking about the 40s, that'd have to be 1840 because it couldn't be anything later. No, I think it's. You think it's like, 40s and this least, is 1950? Yeah, I think they're at least in their like 50s and 60s. And I don't know, but. What do we know? Yeah, now, I don't years, know. Years are weird. Yeah, it's right. I mean, I mean, maybe an older people would would know better than we do. And there was a lot yeah. of older people in the theater. But you gotta think they're like building bridges and yeah skyscrapers and stuff. So it's like it's gotta be like. I mean, I was trying to look at how old their cars were. Yeah. Because that's like... that's a good indicator of yeah. the time. You might be right though. If you're if it could be probably early fifties. Yeah. Um. We mentioned uh, detective a lot, and I feel like this movie falls very much as like a detective movie. Private like, eye detective. Yeah, detective crime, you know, and we and we see that. Um, just I thought the storytelling was really good. Edward Norton's really good at narrating a story, and I. Th- oh, that's what it was. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, because he did the same thing with 
Fight Club, and he's yeah. he's good at telling us enough of the background without like going too far. Yeah, uh, that's that's something that I really enjoyed was like the inner monologue, the like him telling us like about himself or about like his uh, his inf- the influence from his mentor or mm-hmm. you know uh, things like that. And and I think that's very so prevalent much. in in detective movies. They mm-hmm. always have that inner monologue. Even Batman comics, they have him always talking to himself. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, they, they, they hit the nail on what they're going for with this scenario. Mm-hmm. But I just think that the execution with multiple themes and what they're trying to do could have been more contained into a more cohesive story. I hear you. Like, what would it have been like if there was zero comedy? And, like, what will... I take that back. What would it have been like if he didn't have... If he was just a normal detective? Yeah, it would have been boring. Perhaps. I mean, I don't know. I also didn't like uh, the way that um, what's that that blonde girl's name from? She's in a bunch of comedy movies. Oh, Leslie Mann. Yeah, Leslie Mann. She she has a small, small part, part in this movie, but I think like it was almost like it was over dramatized the way she came in. It was just it was really weird and it didn't really fit. Yeah, I could have dealt without without her. That whole scene, I mean, they only did that scene to foreshadow something else. Mm-hmm. But like it was just it just felt off. Yeah, her that her little section was very like it seemed like theater. Like mm-hmm. I'm I was watching like a play at a moment, but everybody like everybody else was good. I think the other um thing to mention especially with like going into the noir genre. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this earlier is there's there's always the the cop or the private eye or whoever we're following it's it's always a gray area they're never like completely good and they're never completely mm-hmm. evil like they're always fitting into the middle and i think that's another thing that they do really well with this movie too it's not he he has a good conscience but it's not he's not always doing what a cop would do yeah yeah um and i think that if you watch older movies and stuff like you you'll see the same thing it's mm. it's very common with this type of storytelling mm. um do you want to hear some reviews and stuff yeah because i feel like uh the world is as mixed as you and i are so, that's interesting yeah so um if you just google on imdb it's at a 7.3 roger ebert has it at a three out of four and rotten tomatoes has it at a 63 percent um i pulled up the metacritic because we always go off of that um, so the medic meta score is a sixty, and then the user score is a three point nine. Wow. Yeah. So let me scroll down here and get into some critic reviews. So there's nineteen positive, eleven mixed, and three negative. That's not uh, terrible. No, there's a lot more mixed um, than we have seen with other movies that we watch. Mm-hmm. Um. So Alan Ng from Film Threat gave it a ninety, saying, "I haven't seen a crime thriller this good since L.A. Confidential." Wow. Wow. I think L.A. Confidential is actually in our extras list too. Oh, really? It, I'm pretty sure it's in there. Um, A. O. Scott from the New York Times said the high, oh gave it a sixty and said the high mind mindedness of the movie, it's showy conviction, it's showy conviction that its heart is in the right place. Dulls some of its political insights and his grandosity undermines the ragged pleasures of the genre. Um, Mike 
Oh, Mix LaSalle, we've read from her, him before, from the San Francisco Chronicle, gave it a 25, saying, It's far from the worst movie ever produced, but it's a one-of-a-kind disaster and therefore interesting. Wow. That doesn't really tell anything about the movie, though. No. Um, Some users have said... Gave it a 10. Great movie. Strong performances. Best crime drama of this year for me. Um, got a 6. Got audience re- reactions at its international... Pr- oh, I don't know what that means. I think um, when they said strong performances. I think that's true for anything I see Edward Norton in. Mm-hmm. Um, even when he portrayed the Hulk, I think he, he did his best with what he was given. Um, and yeah. The Incredible Hulk's not a terrible movie, but I mean, obviously it's the, yeah. one of the weaker Marvel movies, uh, Marvel Studios movies. Um, but like, I feel that he's very good at embodying a character. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. Um, I just, I wish he would do more. I know. He's yeah. just not in enough. I mean, he had a lot of movies when he was younger, but. But like, Yeah. I almost, I almost wrote down on our list of movies Edward Norton instead of the title of this movie. Oh, don't do that. Yeah. All right, so I guess uh, we've gone through the review. So what are you and I going to give this movie? Um, uh, I think I'm going to give this movie... I'm going to give this movie an A for me. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I think I will probably give it a B minus. Okay. Okay. Um and I it's I want I don't want to call the movie a disappointment, but I I wish I felt better about it. No, oh, I'm sorry. Cuz I wanted I wanted to really love this movie and it's it's almost similar to what may happen with Death Stranding next week and it, I hope not, but yeah, I I was looking forward to this movie and I left just feeling okay. And see, I was the opposite. I was like, I wanted to see it, but then I was a little skeptic because like it had that mobish vibe to it and I'm like, oh man, these movies can get kind of boring and slow in the middle. I even looked at the time before we went into the theater like, okay, this is going to be 2 hours long. Hopefully you don't fall asleep because I'm sleepy all the time. And um I was in it like the whole time, like awake and interested and I want to know what happens, so I will say shout out to the theme song of this movie. Oh, yeah. They manipulate it several times throughout the movie. You're a big fan of that. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of like the Godfather theme. Mm -hmm. Just playing it throughout the movie. I think it's cool. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, tell us if you go see this movie and if you like it. And tell us in the comments. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to our podcast. And uh, we'll see you next time. I've been... I'm in them. Yay. All right, see ya. (laughs) Thanks for listening to our episode of Next Up. Please hit that subscribe button if you liked what you heard, and we can't wait to hear from you guys next time.